Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scottish Documentary Institute podcast. My name is Jonathan Melville and for this episode we're bringing you a recording of an event we hosted in 2020 with filmmakers Vanessa Camby and Stuart Chisimri. For this event we wanted to ask what it means to be a black content producer in Scotland. Vanessa and Stuart were happy to join Carmen Thompson for a wide-ranging discussion about their experiences during which they considered what can be done to increase opportunities for black filmmakers. Vanessa is a Scottish Ghanaian filmmaker, podcaster and presenter who has a passion to shine a light on untold stories, while Stuart recently directed BBC Scotland's Black and Scottish documentary. You can also watch a video of the event on our website at scottishdocinstitute.com forward slash masterclasses where we have a number of other talks and events aimed at uh, documentary filmmakers. And you can find out more about all our events at scottishdocinstitute.com forward slash events. We'll also be bringing more of our events to our podcast feed in the coming weeks. In the meantime, here's our chat with Vanessa and Stuart. Um, hi, uh, my name's Carmen Thompson. Uh, I'm a, a curator and a, a researcher, creative producer. Um, I, uh, I work for African Motion Film Festival here in, um, in, well, not here, I'm not in Edinburgh or Glasgow, but it's in Edinburgh and Glasgow every year. Um, and I'm also uh, delighted to have just been appointed um, a board member of uh, Document Human Rights Film Festival as well, another great uh, Scottish film festival. Um, and I'm also doing a, a PhD uh, at the University of Edinburgh. Uh, and yeah, like John says, I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves, but um, I just want to say I'm really uh, delighted to be here. Um, I think it's a really important um, conversation. And yeah, and I think it's a couple of amazing people doing some really cool things. Um, so maybe if we start with Vanessa. Sure, hi guys, I'm Vanessa Canby. Uh, I'm Ghanaian and Scottish, and I am a filmmaker, podcaster and presenter. And I like to sort of like shine a light on untold stories and try and raise awareness for any inequalities in the world I mean obviously I'm one person so I can't do everything but I try like things that I see I really like to uh, film them and sort of put them out to the world to hope that change will happen and um, I've grown my YouTube channel to over 45,000 subscribers and I've got about 4.5 million views on there so that's like one of my main focuses and then I've also created content for the BBC for Turner for um, like Turner, CNN, that sort of thing as well. Um, and I have been on the People's News recently this year and last year, which is a BBC TV show. So it's kind of like filmed yourself and then send it in. But normally I, I film and edit and direct all of my own, my, my own stuff. Um, I also have a podcast called Magnificent Mothers and I'm on BBC Radio Scotland like quite regularly as well. <laughs> I'm not busy at all then. <laughs> and I've got two kids and obviously during lockdown that adds a bit of a you know spanner in the works. Although do you know what it's been great to spend time with them it's just difficult to kind of balance that managing to do all my my editing and things because that is the thing about I guess we'll get into that but you know yeah. when you're creating your own content for your own platforms um, you have to keep creating <laughs> you know you can't you can't just stop creating like then I will stop making money mm. so yeah so yeah that's the thing that's me and oh, Stuart hi guys uh, my name is Stuart Tassimri I'm a producer director 
I recently uh, produced and directed Black and Scottish for BBC Scotland. Um, overwhelmed by the response and, and feedback, it came out um, October last year, Black History Month. It did, it did well, um, uh, especially on BBC iPlayer. But then, uh, then, then post George Floyd, it just it's done extremely well. We had Netflix, we had um, Digital Spy, we had Scottish Government, all these different companies um, promoting it as one of the top films to watch, um, black films. Um, also, from the, the reason I made the documentary was to, the, growing up in Scotland, there was no notable black Scots. So I wanted to provide um, role models for my daughter and her generation. Um, so. As I said, that, that was successful. And from there, I then started my own production company, Create Anything. And it's just overwhelmed by the response. I've had uh, Channel 4 wanting me to make uh, films for them. I've had BBC Studio contacting me. I've had so many companies ask me to, to um, direct. And now I managed to secure my second commission for um, uh, the BBC Three. And during lockdown, I made a trailer uh, for a kids' top, a kids' um, television show with my daughter Yasmin, who was in the documentary, so I made that, and then just last week I got commissioned for it. Um, it's for CBBS and CBBC, so she'll be the first BAME lead um, uh, on CBBS and CBBC. So these are the right. kind of things that these are the kind of things that have transpired from um, the documentary. Uh, but my, I would say my main thing is coming into this industry, there's no, again, there's no other black, black people, there's no other um, uh, Scottish black Scottish directors that, that have been um, commissioned. So I'm all for bringing people, creating awareness and taking people with me because it seems like they don't have anywhere else to go. So that, mm. that is my, that is part of my remit. Amazing. I'm just incredibly intimidated by both of you. Um, so I wanted to start off just because of the conversation we're having, I guess, and just to give a bit of context, and I hope it doesn't feel like a very big question, <laughs> um, but just to get a sense of, of how you guys, I know you've kind of given it, given um, indications of it in your intros, of kind of how you came into this space, like why kind of what was your journey into creating content um, and I suppose just because we're we're talking with the Scottish Documentary Institute, like why specifically documentary or I guess sort of non-fiction storytelling? Why is that kind of important to you in terms of um, and yeah, and black voices? And why do you think that's kind of important to have more more black voices in, in that space? Um, perhaps we can start with Isha. Yeah, oh, well, I'm a creative. I started off um, as a designer, a user experience designer. Um, working for big brands, I'm used to to like things like stakeholder managing and, and leading d design teams. But I'd always had an as prior to that, I started in music and I always had an interest in music videos. I got people to to make music videos for me, and I'd, it just didn't work out. I always had an eye for. I'm a director, so I always had this a visual style that I wanted to achieve. This must have been about 10 years ago. Um, so be, being a designer, you need to think about your, the demographic. You need to think about um, personas, the people that you're, that you're um, designing for. So I think coming from that background, you kind of have an understanding of the human mind and what do you think that they're going to do next? Um, so 
a few years down, down the line, I started getting more interested in the cinematography side of things, first and, first and foremost. And then uh, just, I would say, growing up in, in, in Scotland, um, I was, I think I was, I was frustrated with the fact that the narrative was always negative. So every year, Black History Month, there's some ne negative stories, some positivity in there. But I knew that I wanted to make something that that was positive and something longstanding for um, the next generation. So um, the reason the reason I went down the documentary uh, route is because that's the best way to tell stories. You can you can get in depth with um, your contributors, um, and I've all oh, I, I love having conversations with people. I love understanding what why they do certain things. Um, so that kind of that's the, the reason I would think, to, let's say the, the human mind and taking the technology and bringing them together, kind of, mm. kind of you end up naturally being a producer, producer, director. Now I didn't have a career in TV before that, so all of the jargon and all of the things like that is that that is all all new to me. Mm. But I don't feel that I don't feel you need to know these things unless you have a great team behind you. Um, that would work. So I've kind of got a, a, a maverick, unorthodox, disrupting <laughs> style. Um, so what, what was the other part of your question? Why why black black voices? Yeah, I mean, I guess why um, why do you think it's important that we oh, kind of, in nonfiction specifically, I guess? Um, that's extremely thinking, important. Yeah. I would say I'm very, very, very frustrated with the fact that, that Look, one percent of there's one percent of black people in Scotland, but yet there's a large there's a large community of creatives. Um, I don't know what the stats are in the whole UK as a whole, but the black culture, the black community throughout the world is vast and very very in, influential. Um, so yeah. because of that, um, I'm frustrated because I I wouldn't say that I was lucky. I was just I was just a lot more um, persistent. But to to walk into the BBC, to walk into Channel Four. Um, to walk into the Scottish government and seeing no other black people is just, mm. it really disturbs me because um, instantly I had questions like, why is, why, why do they, I know of creatives, why do they not have um, a, an opportunity? Um, so mm. black voices are, 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 are not represented. We have a story as well. The thing I'm always pushing is, is if you have this white white community and then you, you start to bring in ethnic minorities, then you have a wider um, stories uh, stories to tell. And I don't think that's what what I would say. These other, I'm going to say the white community, but I'm not I'm not generalizing it. But that's what I don't think they understand, and that's why I think Black and Scottish did very well because it was kind of the first time you're you're seeing. Um, and hearing these stories. Mm -hmm. And it was only, Vanessa was in the documentary. It was only a half an hour documentary, um, but it made such a big impact. So the way I'm looking at it now is like, okay, if that's the impact that it's making for half an hour, what we're going to be doing? What exactly. if we have Vanessa making documentaries mm -hmm. and all the other creatives as well, you know, um, uh, what what would that be like? Yeah. Um, so so now post George Floyd, the, we, we there's a lot more, the, the 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 networks are taking a lot more interest but mm. for me but but for me it's still upsetting to know that that we we are underrepresented and i don't uh, i don't know why I, 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 yeah. I, I, I know why but 
that is that is my main frustration um, because because I have I have four kids, not just Yasmin. So if they want to get into the industry, they're going to find that difficult because they can see a lack of representation. So I feel that it's my job, part of my job to allow, to create a path for for, for these individuals so that when, when, when I leave the industry, there's, there's people who are representing and telling their yeah. stories. Yeah. So that's, that's the main reason. And Vanessa, you, I mean, you, you mentioned your kind of, bringing to light untold stories right from your introduction I guess that was a massive motivation for you um, yeah. as well and I guess and you're and you say that Ghana is kind of what you've chosen to really you know um, focus your content on. Yeah so the reason why I got into filmmaking in the first place is because I am um, so I used to model I modeled for like 10 years and I kind of realized that first of all I didn't agree with the industry and second of all my voice wasn't being heard at all you know you're it's first you know you're just there being told basically what to do and then being used for adverts that you don't really have any say in and so I kind of stepped away from that industry and decided to use my own voice and because I had a child actually I was like what can I do from home so that's when I started my YouTube channel and um, so that was like the first steps for me and then I actually got in contact with BBC The Social so I started creating content for them and then I am um, like other opportunities came up and I got into different things. But why black voices is the same reason as Stuart said, completely underrepresented. I realized that on a lot of sort of morning talk shows, I would see just like racist remarks going by, by the by, and nothing being done about it as if it was just normal. Mm. Almost every day when I'd see clips, I'd watch clips online, and it just seemed to be like the norm. There was that on top of um, the sort of like poverty porn, which is put on TV um, representing Africa in one light. Yes, there is poverty within Africa, but there's also, you know, really um, fast growing economies. There's great opportunities. There's actually so much going on within Africa that isn't shown to, I, well, I don't feel like it's shown on TV here. So, you know, you're showing one side, but not the other. And uh, that's what led me really to starting my YouTube channel focusing on Ghana. So I started focusing on something else and then I decided to focus on Ghana to show uh, the opportunities there and also, you know, the great things that are happening in the country with the people. And um, there's also links, obviously. I mean, Ghana used to be colonized by Britain. So I think that they have a duty to not just show one side of the country and also I've found that trying to get things commissioned that do actually have links to Scotland with Africa for example is really difficult mm. I was even told by some production companies like you will really struggle to get that sort of thing commissioned mm. when it does have a link to Scotland and there is reasons why these things should be commissioned uh, so so that's when I kind of took myself to social media and just decided to create my own content because that means yeah. I can just make what I want yeah. put it out there and it's doing really well and so that's the sort of way I've gone with it. Um, so I guess thinking about your own experiences then, um, have you identified anything that you think what the kind of specific roadblocks that are, that are being put in place for black content producers and um, uh, I guess is it do you think there's something unique perhaps to the Scottish context 
um, maybe they they just haven't kind of moved ahead in some of the ways that other parts of the country have. I know nobody's really doing very well in this space at all. But like you were saying, Vanessa, it seems that they you know they really haven't come to terms with a lot of their history with some of these ideas. Do you think that's kind of feeding into how they commission and how you know the makeup of their production teams and things? I mean, I think it's really important to have a diverse commissioning team. You know, if mm. everyone every one of your commissioners is white, then mm. of course it's not potentially in their best interest, you know, to commission something from a black or um, other ethnic minority creator. And if you don't have that sort of like foresight of what those people are going through, mm-hmm. then it just it just might not go through. I, I think that has a lot to do with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And if you know the producers you're talking to are all white and everybody in that chain is white, they just don't understand the urgency of the situation, in my opinion. Mm. And Stuart, you were saying that you you didn't feel lucky, but you felt like you were persistent. Um, yeah. And that's kind of why you were successful in things. Is there, you know, is, um, I guess everyone, not necessarily anyone has that persistence or they don't kind of know how, to, what, what they're meant to do to get into these spaces. Um, do you think that's an issue as well? <laughs> See, for me, that that's a funny one because I was when I say when I say I was lucky. I live in an area where it's a ridiculous amount of people that that work for the BBC. You know, I live in an area where the BBC headquarters was not not far not far from us. So how I got into the industry was I literally was just reading. Um, we watched the documentary and the credits came down, and I was with my my, my partner, and um, she's like, "Oh, there's there's Anne Claire Pilly," and I was like, that, "She's like that's." Chloe's mum or whatever and I'm like she's like why didn't you why didn't you go and speak to her because what I'd done is I'd, I, I'd made a trailer for Black and Scottish because I am a self-shooting director so all of the everything that I've had commissioned I made a trailer for first because what I learned was going in and having a summary and having a treatment just 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 doesn't work um so I'm going to head ahead a little bit so I made the Black and Scottish um, um, trailer, and then I managed to approach this woman, Anne Claire. I kind of pitched it to her. She was interested, and then she contacted Turn Television, who she was working for at the time. And then from there, um, they 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 went to the BBC um, to apply for a commission. But we obviously worked on it. We did our develop. We did did our development, etc. Put together the pitch. And from there, um, I started speaking to Turn Television and I actually found out that they didn't think that it would be a success. They were reluctant to pitch it, but um, I kind of kept persisting that we should. And then what happened was I then found myself, I then found myself in the BBC having a meeting with Louise Thornton, one of the um, commissioners, and literally just sitting there, instead of talking, just sitting there and showing her um, the, the trailer, that was her, she was interested. And because it was, we were working alongside Turn Television, um, they they had the experience. They're, they're, they're a very good um, production company. They're the guys that produce People's News that, that, Vin, that mm. Vanessa's on. So um, I, I, would you say that was lucky, or would you say would you say that was fate? Obviously, I had to create the content to be, be able to approach. I was going to say you have to produce the trailer to begin with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so get. I can't say 
to people, go ahead and watch some shows, read some credits, and then just contact them. Uh, it's not really that, that I was just lucky in that sense. But then what happened was the then what happened was BB, I had this relationship with um, Louise Thornton and I pitched something else to her verbally. And she's like, that's very interesting. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. I'm going to give you access to BBC Pitch. And that's like the holy grail. Because <gasps> once I got access to that, that was it. My production company literally took off because to get some to, to get a pitch in front of commissioners is difficult. Now, when I go into BBC Pitch, I, I can pitch anything and I can factual comedy, anything I want to any um, commissioner throughout the UK, not just Scotland. So I think for me, that was like, the I remember getting access to it and I was like, oh my God, I've got access to BBC Pitch. This is amazing. Because going through Turn Television, um, that they were like, yes, we'll put it through Pitch for you. You know, we'll, it's our little portal that you can't get access to, but we'll uh, put yeah. it through Pitch. And then I got access to BBC Pitch, and I would say I would, I, I would genuinely say that it's production companies. I, I wasn't a production company. I didn't have a production company at the time, but it's normally production companies. But I would say once I got access to that, that was it. Um, uh, because now I've, I, I've pitched another two um, com commissions, and and I, I won them. Mm. So, so, so I do you think? Say, I mean, do you think? the BBC is doing a good enough job to make that to make that accessible to enough people for, for, for me yeah. yeah of course of course yeah. but but no I don't think I don't think so at all at all because because as I said I'm only a black commission producer director so that was very lucky for me to get to get that and I guarantee you if we have more access to to um, um, things like BBC pitch then they will take now. They will take notice. Post, I know it's, it's sad to say post George Floyd, but they, they, mm. they will take notice. Um, but no, they, they, that's very that's very difficult. I'm trying to get Vanessa um, access to BBC Pitch. Um, hopefully, we're going to work together um, and go through my company. But then once we're in there, I want Vanessa to then have that conversation with. Um, those commissioners and then you and in turn she gets access to to that but mm. no the industry makes it makes it very difficult for us they they don't have any they, there's only one person of color um uh com commissioner um up in scotland um there's there's no one like us so because of that how are they going how are these individuals going to have empathy and, and compassion and listen to to our stories that's that that's one thing that needs to change and one thing that I noticed was now now I'm speaking to a lot more people people are asking if I can go on the board or Channel 4 had asked me if I'd be interested in it as a digital factual commission commissioner role so so they're they're, they're starting to to listen um to us but I need to I have to I'm the kind of person when I'm taking no for an answer so when I walked into the BBC and spoke to them about my second commission I said just to let you know I'll be making this anyway because mm. um I have a, a, a access to channel four but then the documentary I'm making is of a social media influencer who has like three million followers um worldwide um, uh, three billion views combined so I'd said to them look one post from them with, for this trailer, you probably we, we may get millions of views. So yeah. I didn't. I, I I never show the commission. I never show. I, I never come across like, can you please help me? Can you can you give me this opportunity? I walk in saying 
this is what I've created. Yeah, I've got you can come other, on this ride with me or not. Yeah, you can come on this, come on this ride with me. I yeah. know this is a great story. Yeah. The reason I know that it's a great story is because I've done coming from design. I've done my analytics. I've done my feedback. I've I've I've, I've done my testing and the and the figures are showing this 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 and that. Mm -hmm. And then from there. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that I guess thinking about how white these spaces tend to be, and I think if you're if we're thinking about up and coming produce, you know, creators that are trying to get into the industry, things like mentorship, things like training and, and things are so important. Um, I wonder, like Vanessa, who are the people who were there for you when you were on that journey? Um, and kind of how do how do we facilitate uh, you know that people are there in these spaces obviously now you're you're kind of help you're sure you're like you're using the power that you've now gained from being in a particular space to get to help Vanessa into that kind of how do we cultivate this network of different people so I mean initially I've I mean I've taught myself absolutely everything mm -hmm. from everything to everything you know like I've never yeah. been taught anything to do with film and um one thing so I Yes, I just did it myself and I'm the same as Stuart. I think that you kind of need that. You need to just go and do things yourself. You just need sure. to uh, have that sort of mentality of you're going to do it whether, you know, this person wants it or not, because mm -hmm. otherwise you're probably just going to get def um, deflated, you know, if, if your ideas are maybe not down or whatever. And so I'm definitely a go-getter. And I wouldn't say that I really had anyone to begin with although I'm not scared to like just dm people and ask them for advice or like can you have a call with me that sort of thing just anyone you know <laughs> my my sort of the people that I look up to I've dm'd some of like the biggest um youtubers for example are some of them willing to talk to you and that sort of thing but last year I was on the network which is it's um Edinburgh TV festival they've got like a I think it's like a charity side of them and they basically take on people that are new to the industry and that want to learn more and it's like a week-long mm -hmm. course and you get to go to all these amazing lectures uh, from commissioners to uh, Louis Theroux even gave us a talk you know so we got to speak to all these incredible people that was amazing so that was last year I was on that and then off the back of that they send you a lot of job um, opportunities so what they try and do is they try and get everyone that was on the um, on the network to then get a job like that is basically their aim and uh, that's the sort of really great thing that is out there and it's just trying to find out about these things you know just applying for these sort of things because there is there is things out there you just have to sort of like work hard you know my um the interview it was a video and so obviously I used the skills that I've created to make a really good video to make sure that I sort of got a position on the network which is quite difficult to get and um so yeah I got that and also I think uh talking to people obviously you know networking and it does make a difference. I worked at the BBC for three months, end of last year, start of this year, as a researcher on the digital team. And that gave me great insight into the way that they work and they produce. I mean, I was editing content for them. And so it's, I think that's great to go into, into actual employment for a couple of months and see how other places do it, especially when you're starting out. Because although I'm definitely... I'm self-employed, I've always been self-employed um, for my whole life. Mm. It's also great to get that insight from different different companies as well. 
I would just, I would just, I would just quickly like to add to that um, the commonalities, similarities between between the 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 two of us is um, kind of empowerment and and uh, self teaching. That that's the that's the main one. For, for, uh, that's the main thing for the both of us. Um, that if I'm giving any advice to to, to um, anyone who's trying to get into the industry, you have to be different. You have to, I, as I said, I'm, I'm a, a cameraman, I, I color grade, I edit, I'm, I interview, etc. Like that's taken a while, you know, that's taken, like I'm, 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 I'm 40, 40 this year, oh my God. <laughs> but uh, that's taken a long time for me to, to, to do that. And, and the hours that I'm spent staying up, like, the time I'm putting into it is ridiculous, and also, as I said, um, you have to make sure that that you, you you know who you are and what what you want, and you you will fail at you you will fail and you you won't get it right, but you just have to keep you have to keep on going because I think the strength of wanting to tell stories is so strong that that will that will take it will make you do it it will make it. I think Quentin Tarantino says if you are obsessed with with film and you're obsessed with wanting to, to to tell a story and you you have to then you'll make a good film because when you, when you continue to fail you you learn from that and you'll eventually get there. And little quotes like that mean so much to me because you can't explain the amount of hard work that you need to put into it. Now. Mm -hmm. You could be, we could sit here and say, yes, we're not getting representation and yes, we're not, et cetera, et cetera. We can sit here and do that. But at the same time, it takes that individual to just work harder than everyone else. Being, being, being from, from Kenya, my mum told me, she said, look, you need to work, you need to be exceptional. We're in the UK now, you need to work harder than everyone else. And that ran true with me for, um, for years. So the whole black white thing um with this documentary black and scottish had done extremely well yeah not because i i, I was a black director it's because it was a good story mm -hmm. and that's good good so that good story has kind of shot uh, has has shot through so it's not a case of i've created something and put it in front of people i've created something that that was unique that had never been told before mm -hmm. but you need to i can't explain how important it is to work harder than everyone else and self-teach because I, I didn't come from this from this industry but the love it's the love and passion is so important yeah and I think you was, I was we were chatting a bit before we went live and we were talking about how I mean that's what people that's what people are now wanting in, in this kind of new era of covid with that we can't have these big crews you know people want people that can do everything and this work that you've now put in it's meaning that you're very easy, you know, able to adapt to the situation. I mean, you too, with Vanessa, you know, you're, you're you've been making content from home. Obviously, you were saying um, there's now issues with it being in your home and having your kids home and things. Um, but you're used to adapting, I guess, and you have those skills. Um, uh, yeah, it's very um, interesting. And I think I think something that uh, that both you guys have spoken about is this is this kind of introduction of kind of the online space and social media into this now. Um, and I wonder, I think Vanessa, just because you, you work, that's kind of your, the primary platform in which you work. Do you think that's kind of, I guess, sort of democratized the space a bit, kind of given access, people no longer have to go through these institutions anymore. Um, you know, they can just go and make that content themselves, um, build a following, 
um, get 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 their get their voices heard in in that way um, without kind of having to go through these gatekeepers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there is beauty in TV, but I I think even you know the main channels are realizing how important the internet is and the fact that people have their own voices um, that they can tell for themselves. And I think because of that, things like YouTube. Um, although people might say, you know, YouTubers, but it's like, actually, these people have built a platform, they are totally doing, well, a lot of people start by doing everything themselves, they might then employ people to work for them, but they can say whatever they want, you know, within reason, and they are making a lot, a lot of money, some of these people, you know, like the big YouTubers are making more than what I think, you know, people would be commissioned to make a documentary for, for example, they could make that same thing, put it on their own platform, potentially reach more people and make more money. So, you know, it's like, although it takes a long time to get there, you know, I've been on YouTube now for three years. I've got 45,000 subscribers. So it does take time to get to that point. You know, only recently would I say that it's um, become like a good sort of income for me. Um, so it does take time you know you have to have patience but it's just the same as anything you do have to have mm -hmm. patience I guess even if you were uh, doing anything else things take time um but I think that it's so interesting the way that everything's changing and the way that online even if you look at something like BBC3 that's changed to online um a lot of people watch content through things like iPlayer I mean I watch things on iPlayer like I rarely put on the tv at the time that things on unless I'm in it really you know um, <laughs> I watched on 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 demand and I think a lot of the channels are realizing that and the beauty that that has for both creators coming into the space um, and also for them to sort of adapt their ways in the way that they are publishing content I mean I um, made a video a couple of weeks ago called racism in Scotland which I put on my Instagram which I'd never done before I normally focus on YouTube and that got like 85,000 views just through people sharing on Instagram. And that's the thing about Instagram is it's easily shareable content. So people can easily put that in their stories and then it's getting to thousands and thousands of people. I mean, I had somebody who has a million uh, followers repost that. So it's, it's an easy way to get to a lot of eyes. And that story for me was so important because mm. people were seeing what happened to George Floyd but we're saying this, oh, but you know, like this doesn't happen in Scotland right. as if Scotland is totally, um, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, do you know what? Like, I love Scotland, obviously. I was born and raised here, but there's racism every day. People face racism, even, you know, just microaggressions, but also more serious racism. Um, mm. For example, people throughout my life have touched my hair and I have normalized it obviously I say no now as well but when I was younger I didn't know to do that but people I, I never really spoke about it but once I spoke about it on social media and my friends that were white were just like what like, why would anybody do that why would anybody just come up and touch your hair and that's when you start to realize like hang on that's not normal you know mm. so it's when you start telling these stories um that people start to understand that maybe their behavior isn't okay and um, and so I, that's the importance as well of telling black stories because you might not have any any friends that are of any ethnic minorities in Scotland because in some towns it is really white so it's so important to through social media through 
um, TV and whatever, getting new, fresh, and also black voices out there. I would just, uh, I just, just quick, quickly like, like to add to that from a social social media pers perspective. I came from from, from designing. I um, I worked with a, a lot of people within within that space. Now, there's two, just two little stories here. I. I um, I'm on a panel for Creative Cities Convention next year, and that allowed me to start speaking to commissioners at Channel Four, um, head of diversity people at um, STV. So we had this meeting about um, a, a potential commission, and um, just prior to the meeting, we, we, we were chatting about um, online, and they said to me, "Why do you think people are?" Uh, not as interested in television rather than social media and I said to them I said to them the way you need to look at it is this if you listen to Vanessa Canby she just given us some numbers 85,000 45,000 and million etc etc right now if you ask any if you ask anyone that wants to get into that space they'll tell you and they'll look at other people and go well that person's got three million followers that person's getting 100,000 um uh, views a day that person's got so many followers on instagram twitter etc etc right so if you're looking to get into that space and you're hearing those numbers you're going to be like right okay I, I i want to try and do the same thing now if you try and if you if you try and promote television there is no there's no numbers whatsoever it's just we're channel four we're the bbc um we're up here and and you're down there they're not mm -hmm there's there's no numbers you know there's not there's 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 no figures to to entice you and I, I said to them that's what one of the main problems are you need to start showing them what the the not from a monetization perspective but you need to show them that there's a potential of having x amount of followers online because that's what we'll always go we'll always go back to mm -hmm. and the other, the other thing um is i hope there's no one from um bbc scotland uh, listening because between 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 us between our little group here i wasn't that and facebook I, yeah I, I know and and recorded i'm like and everybody <laughs> live on facebook well, <laughs> yeah well i was more interested in online so when so when i knew that it was going to be in bbc iplayer that was more interested in that and that's just that's just me and um, being honest because because um i knew that that it's literally just a link you know, if you think about it from a TV perspective, that you, you're, you, it's advertised to you, and then you go ahead and watch it online. It's literally just here's a link, click it, it's done. It's mm -hmm. easy. It's as easy as that. You put it in front of of, of um, a, a million people. You've got a million people potentially clicking it. Now, the social media. One of the one of the other reasons I wanted to speak work with this social media um uh, influencer is because his reach is 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 worldwide. One post from him, continuous posts, not just one. Um, before the 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 launch, you're you're doing a kind of social media um, campaign um, to take them back to television. You know, take the audience back to television, and then eventually take them back um, to uh, B B BBC iPlayer. So um, that 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 for me is a platform that I I'm looking to. Um, work on as well because i think it's the future um yeah if you look at things like netflix we're watching netflix on our televisions but it is still an online um application so it's, it's definitely the way forward mm. 
Um, I'm just aware that we're uh, we're running out of time. I've got so many other questions I could ask, but um, I've seen that we've got some questions coming in the side. So Tristan um, says, as a producer and curator via Dockheads, I'm interested to know if there are any resources where documentary films directed by Black British filmmakers live. Yes, I, um, I don't, I don't. Yeah, producer, creator, I'm interested to know if there are any resources where Black documentary. I'm also interested in this answer to this question because I would love yes, to know where Black exists. Black British. Okay, yeah, there's there's quite a few places. We've got BBC that's got their Black um their there's a section there, just all black films. You've got um, Netflix who have a section for just all black films as well. Um, there's been a couple of, um, there's Facebook groups as well for, for black um, filmmakers and film and documentary people. And you know, upsetting thing is though, is that is after, post black, um, after a Black Lives Matter um, campaign, this is where all of these things came out. So they were, they, they were curated afterwards but you can go to Netflix, you can go to BBC and uh, other other um, channels and places online where it literally is just black films. Um, so so yes, the, 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 they are here now. Okay. And black and Scottish is in it, in all of them. <laughs> well, the next question is is uh, is about black and Scottish actually uh, from Diana who says, how difficult was it to get the contributors involved and did that process take long? Um, it's fairly, it's fairly easy to be honest with you. Um, it just we had a great researcher, um, really good researcher. Um, but there was people that I, there was people that I knew of that I knew I wanted um to interview. But when you've got black, when you've got black people, black people in a room, and you're saying I want to create something to represent you, you guys are going to be role models. We want to hear your story. We want you to open up. This is what I've been through. This is the reason that I'm making it. It's passionate, it's personal to, to me. I want to do it for my daughter and my next generation. Literally, that's all you need to say. All you need to say, and then you'll get X amount of people that will say, yeah, I'd love to do that, or I would love to do it, but I'm not, uh, I, I can't really um, get, um, I'm not confident on camera, but also because I made uh, the trailer as well. They had all had, um, a, they all viewed that that trailer so they had that and then they had my story and they had this, the kind of format that we want to go down and then we just contacted contacted people but because it was coming from um turn television and it was obviously going to be on bbc as well these people um were a lot more interested so we had um, shutigatwa from sex education netflix who was probably our, our biggest star and um, we just contacted his um, agent, his agency, and we we basically um, told him the story and what what it is that we wanted to, um, to create. And instantly, he's like, "Yep, yeah, I'll do it." And he's like, "I'm filming just now." Um, he he then spoke to his agency and the people at Netflix and said, "Shooty really wants to do this. He wants to go up to Scotland." And he said, "It's the first time. It's the first time." Um, He's properly worked in Scotland and he's never had the opportunity to tell this story. So he was like, I would love to do it. Mm -hmm. So he came up, he came up from the day and stopped, stopped filming. And he told the, he told his story. And on on the documentary, he coined, he coined that he was the a, a Rwandan Scotsman. And then afterwards, when, when I spoke to him, he then said to me, Thank you so much for doing this. 
he because he had a lot he had a Scottish accent at the time when he's speaking to me he and then after that and all of his handles and all of um, the social media he had he had um, the Rwandan Scotsman so um, in me making that documentary he said to me look thank you so much because I'm a my identity I feel like I found myself so that that so my story me telling him my story he's like yeah let's do it and then majority of them were like that as well I'm sure that's was the case for you Vanessa when you when when we approached you yeah I mean I I think um the question I don't think it would be difficult uh, and also for Stuart obviously when I heard what he was doing I was like, like that's amazing nobody's talking about that you know that is that or there might be but you know nobody's talking about it on that scale so I don't think anybody in their right mind sort of would say no unless they weren't comfortable with being on because these voices need to get out there and everybody knows that so obviously you know you'd want to get involved in something like that um, and also when I just did that racism in Scotland video which was just going on Instagram on my own Instagram you know I don't have that many followers every single person that I contacted uh, wanted to be involved and wanted to do it we didn't know that it was going to have the reach that it did but everyone wants this story out there because it's so important yeah well, that's great so you have a great idea and people that's you know, it. If, you don't, if you put it out there people will respond mm -hmm. yeah um we've got a question as well from uh from yasmin who says um summarizing a little bit just says really they've she's heard that um there's a struggle to find black producers um what's your experience been in this area uh, no, but it's not hard at all no. in terms of, in terms of um, um, the experience level yeah maybe to get someone fairly higher up that may be difficult but for me as soon as as soon as black and scottish finished my phone just i stupidly put my phone number on and then uh, my webs my website and uh, my phone was going off and my uh, social media etc hi i'm this and i'm a producer and i'm looking to make this 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 and that um, I put something on uh, so in social media on Facebook. I started uh, I started connecting with different different groups. One called the Black Owned Community, and I had six hundred and fifty. Um, I said, "Is there any suggestions of what what, what I could make next?" Six hundred and fifty different stories of um, what people were suggesting, and X amount of them were were producers. So many people from 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 all from all around the UK, and it was. That one question, I was overwhelmed. I had thousands of, of likes, and so it's not difficult at all because I've now got a producer assistant, and I've now got a producer director, both female and both black, now now working um, with me with me um, on this um, current documentary, and I've ha I have other people that I'm looking to work with as well. So it's not difficult at all. It may be it may be difficult. I guess when they see someone like you, they're like, oh, I can go to him. And they open up and they, they want to work with me. So it's not difficult. I had a, I had a thing, I did a thing at Focus Scotland in Edinburgh, um, an event there. And the reason why a lot of people contacted me is because Channel 4 and these different companies were on the panel and were saying, we can't seem to find people. It takes time, it takes time. And I just grabbed the microphone. I'm like, you look, you're lying. It doesn't take, it doesn't take time. You're just not actively seeking. And why is it that people have contacted me after black, black and Scottish? And you have to work a lot harder and it doesn't take time. As soon as that finished, people then contacted me. And then from there, I was on Creative Connect. 
conventions and here and there and everywhere. So they just need someone to speak up and they need someone to create for the for these individuals to now come and speak to, to come and approach you. I, I totally agree. I mean, I know loads of people in film. Um, I know somebody in particular who has been working in the TV space for years in Scotland as a runner who hasn't been able to make the level up and trust me he's tried and he's so hard working and I'm like it actually makes me so angry because I'm like how do people think you know like how are people saying it's difficult it's not difficult like I don't know I can't even get to that it makes you know what so do you know what Vanessa, right <laughs> see the anger that you've got I've got it as well it's like even just listening and he's just talking about it it's like it's so annoying it's so frustrating it angers me and see see because of that anger that is your fuel to continue. Yeah. One, the higher, yeah. The you I get, mean, there's no excuse. These yeah, people, like there's... these people, like <laughs> these these channels, for example, that there's actually no excuse. You know, even you know, even ask someone like Stuart or someone like me if you're looking for a black producer, and we can give you some names. Do you know what I mean? Oh, fu funny that actually. Just quickly before we go, um, with the BBC, I've been putting together a BAME networking event. It was a massive event with co commissioners, um, etc. People, execs were all going to it. They were flying people up from London to come to, to come to it. We we're going to have fifty plus black people within the, the within the industry. Obviously, because of lockdown, that didn't happen. But it's still going to happen, and it would be the biggest BAME networking event in 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 um, Scotland within that within that sector now that is literally off the back of making that documentary i'm hosting it i'm on the panel i'm bringing people in etc so so there you go mm. how was i able to was that would i have been able to do that uh, if i didn't shoot the documentary no way mm. but now now so uh, so vanessa yeah um i forgot yeah i think i've told you about it <laughs> yeah, yeah you told me i'm excited to come <laughs> Um, I just like to say thank you so much to Stuart and Vanessa. I just think you guys are badass. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think like Hannah was saying before, like it's it's crazy that people need any person needs to work harder than anyone else. But honestly, I like kind of I see and feel the work that you guys have put into what you do. And um, I think it's you know the stuff you're making is a breath of breath a breath a breath of fresh air for so many people. And I think the, yeah, the way that people have responded has shown, like you say, Stuart, just the power that stories mean in our, in our society today. And just, yeah, um, I am so excited about the stuff you guys are going to make. And um, yeah, look forward to hopefully working with you in various other ways in the future. Yeah. But thanks so much, Bye. honestly. It's been, yeah. No problem, no, no problem at all. Enjoy it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so you much just... for having me. And also, I wanted to kind of also say a, a positive note at the end, which is that being a black filmmaker in Scotland definitely has its advantages because there's not that many of us, you know, like we've got unique stories to tell. Yeah. And so it's definitely an amazing thing to be doing. Thanks to Vanessa and Stuart for joining us. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at scottishdocinstitute.com forward slash subscribe to hear about the latest news and event details. Thank you.